Hey, what's up, Josh? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? You're uh, pretty good. Good. You're 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 sideways a little bit. I know you. You are too. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get it to where it'll just be straight up and down. I don't know. That's cool. It's not lagging it. You did something. Let's see. Huh. I mean, we could we could run with it this way, but. Are you on a computer? That's perfect. That's good. Okay, cool. Do you want to call? You want me to call you back real quick? No, it's okay. All right, cool. So, what were yeah, you? We're what, what were you painting? Oh, I was painting a room in my house. Okay. We were just we we I did some drywall, fixed some drywall in a room, and I just I needed to paint the room, so I was just getting dirty. I had to go change and get ready for this. So. No, that's good. I like the background. That's awesome. How'd you do that? Thanks, man. Um, it will give you an option to change backgrounds if you have. There's like the more options button, the three dots, and then you yeah. can pick any picture from your phone or from your computer. And then I've just picked it a select a few. It's always different, of course, but uh, right now I feel like this hand is about to eat me. So uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it's amazing that it can 3D track around your body like that. It's tough enough to do that in a regular program. I mean, Facebook Messenger and like Skype is amazing with that stuff. It, Skype is amazing. I have not used it very often, and I'm using it just now this year, and I've been super impressed. Mm -hmm. So um, you just opened yes. up a recording studio. When, did you open up last month? Um, yeah, I think officially, I want to say it was like May. Could have been May first, I think, somewhere okay. around May first or so. Not yeah. a great time to, to start and open, but uh, how's business been? Um, it's okay. Um, I just started trying Facebook ads and stuff like that. So and trying to follow like tutorials online, and it's not a lot of not a lot of great tutorials on marketing. I, I feel like a lot of the marketing information out there in the world, especially for artists, when you start googling, it's always go out there, believe in yourself. I'm like. Guys, I know that. I, mm. I need more than that. Like so. Right. So it's tough right now, but like uh, a lot of my friends are staying pretty continuous. So I just hope to have like thirty or forty artists that I can keep continuous, just so and have a close relationship with and stuff. So. Yeah, and, and of course, uh, you know, a lot of people are artists are constantly producing and creating music. So yeah, like you said, if you get forty, you're pretty solid. Um, yeah. So with with that marketing, I want to give you. Um, props for paying and, and doing ads because that really shows how serious you are and um, I'm not even currently doing that myself. I have, but I have not done that in a while. And uh, I know uh, Jennabelle Bellex, she told me that she's spent hundreds of dollars so far on promoting in other cities. So I really respect it. Are I you too. That's awesome. Yeah, it was good. It was That's good. Do you, you just promote for Dayton or are you promoting Cincinnati and Columbus or... Um, where I'm located is right outside of Xenia in Jamestown, so I'm like 30 minutes from Cincinnati, Columbus, and Dayton. So I've been trying to get in all the groups and on uh, Facebook and just trying to trying to talk with people and network with people. And but you know how that is. A lot of a lot of it is just they want information, and then when it comes down to actually paying and getting studio time, it's hard. To, it's hard to get people to commit. So it is. You find out who's really serious about it and who's not. Yes, you do. It's for a living. It's really, really, really tough. But if you're doing it as a side hustle, it's a it's a great gig. I've talked to a lot of studio owners. One in particular recently told me just people undercut each other in, in the studio. So, um, you know, lowering yeah. prices is something sometimes you have to do uh, just to get people in the door at first. But um, yeah. 
Tell me about some of the various projects you're working on right now or that you have worked on, including your own. Uh, a lot of the stuff that I, I'm working on right now is basically wayside stuff. Oh, it's always wayside stuff. But uh, we actually, what's funny is we just finished up uh, Mike's album, Reality, right. from Wayside. Uh, we just finished up mixing and mastering his album and shot a couple videos and stuff. And uh, I stepped away from the video game for a while. But Why but, did you uh, do that? Right now we're working on self-producing um, our entire next album. We got all the beats done. We're doing, our next album is going to be, um, I think we're going to, I think we're going with digital versus analog is what we're going to call it. Okay. And we're going to have a, a whole digital side that's mixed and mastered digitally and a whole analog side that's analog digital. Very cool. Um, um, recorded and mixed. So yeah, that, that's going to be cool. So that's what we're working on at, right now at the moment. That's great. Why did you stop doing the video? I know that you're still video editing, but what's, what's with um, shooting videos that you're having an issue with, if you don't mind me asking? Um, really, man, it's, uh, video takes a lot of work and I feel like I put a solid two years in like morning to night, just studying everything about video. And I feel like I'm at a point now you could approach me and ask me anything about mixing and mastering or video editing or filming. And I'm going to at least steer you in the right direction if I can't answer it directly. So I think people are just undercutting. Mm -hmm. They're just Everybody wants a handout, and I'm I'm worth a lot more than that. Yeah. You so know. I said um, I pushed the actual filming to the side, and I think I just want to be an editor for now until I can get back in the game. And I really want to focus on this next Wayside album because this is the first self-produced piece of work either me or Mike has ever put our hands on. So. Hey, I really respect, um, you know, staying, laying back and, and uh, when undercutting and people taking advantage. I know how that is. Um, you do great video work when you film and your editing is some of the best that I've seen. Uh, another person that I'll shout out to right now is Prince Visuals. Um, he does a really good Prince job, too. You guys are both really, yeah, really we awesome. On, we don't know each other personally, but we've talked on uh, social media a whole bunch. Um, Peso, CEO Peso. Okay. Uh, Prince and Peso spend a lot of time out in L.A. shooting, and those guys are awesome. They are. I'd like to use uh, both your services. I've done My music videos are just self-produced myself and just trying to do whatever I can with little money, but um, at some point that needs to change. That's something that uh, I also have, I have a little bullet point to talk to you about that too. It's about about self shooting videos yourself and doing doing everything in house. So we'll get to that. Later. Yeah. Um, tell me, tell me about your equipment. Like, give me some of your microphones that you're using right now, and then maybe like studio monitors. I'd like to hear that. Okay. Um, right now, um, obviously, I have an SM57 in the drawer. Right. The classic. Oh yeah. Got to just for you know acoustic acoustic recordings or micing up an amp or something like that. Everybody should have uh, one of those. And uh, yeah, definitely. That's that's that should be the first mic anyone ever should buy. So uh, right now, what's funny is I've been having conversations with everybody that's came here about this. So I am a Behringer fan, and that puts people off right away because Behringer has had a history of noisy products and stealing other people's products and rebranding over the years. But they've gotten a lot. They've gotten past that and. Um, you, I have a, a Behringer B2 Pro is my mic. So, uh, but I have a Neumann U87 mod for it, which, as you know, the Neumann U87 is the, the classic $3,000 greatest mic of all time. <laughs> yeah, so, it's a solid I, uh, mic. The mod I have is a linear phase EQ preset that 
dials in the frequency to the exact frequency as a Neumann U87. So that's my starting point when I went in my mixing process. So I love that. And then I just go into this. Um, it's the only tube, um, the only tube preamp and interface that I could find on the internet. And I replaced the tubes in JJ Tesla tube, which okay. uh, from Arctic Express and Springboro. And uh, this specific, it's a Behringer Mike 500 USB, and it has built-in compression and limiting. Nice. And I can't even, oh my gosh, the warmth that it adds to vocals, unbelievable. That's and awesome. then when I go to the computer, I track with like vocal writer and sometimes print auto-tune, just depending on what the artist wants. Um, and then you said uh, monitors. Right now, um, I'm on, uh, a lot of people haven't heard of them. They're from Canada. They're Paradigm. I've heard of them. Heard oh, yeah. Of Paradigm. Yeah, no, those are really good. Wow. They make a lot of high-end, um, like, home theater gear, but they also have, like, a music line and stuff. So these Paradigm monitors are unbelievable. And if you search in the right place, you can get them for, like, between three and 500 for a pair. Yeah. But they, you still got to get a hit. Those are better than mine. KRKs are what I'm using right now. Uh, but Paradigm, oh, man, you, you, you almost can't beat those. Oh my God! You don't need to. If you buy KRKs, in my opinion, you don't need an 808. I have a Sony 808 to go with these paradigms, but with the type of music you're doing, I think it's still necessary. It's good to have as a reference for sure. Yeah, Yeah, I really like what you guys do. Wayside is uh, really stepped up more and more, and now that you guys are creating your own beats, is that correct? You guys are doing your own beats. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you guys, man. I was really looking forward to to hearing that. So. Oh man, I've had the I've had your latest album on repeat. I've had it on repeat. This is the song. Listen, hold on, I got the song right away. It's a jam, isn't it? Come on, let's go nuts, man. That that like grungy. You dialed in that grungy guitar sound, like that Alice in Chains. It style swells. It's got tone. a swell to it. Yeah. Oh. I love it, dude. I love it. I appreciate that. That's one that I definitely in the future will add vocals to, for sure. I listened yeah. to that one today myself. So Mike and I both listened to the album. We're like, this is sick. I was like, I know he's going to, over time, want to add vocals to it. But oh, then, yeah. but I also, like I told you before, like, there's something about not putting vocals on it that was like a bold move that I also thought was super cool. It was unexpected. Right. It was definitely unexpected. And that comes from somebody who's listened to all four of the previous albums and like, man, I just thought that that, I just thought that was super cool. And it just makes you like really tune in and listen to like all your instrumentation in it. Yeah. I just love it. I love it. I think the drums are the voice more than anything in that album, which is my my thing. You know how to make, you know how to thrash, but you know how to do it in a, in a precise way. And I love that. I love that. It's like tasteful. It's like a tasteful way. That's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. What you guys are doing with Mike's solo album is nuts. Like it fits perfectly with what people are asking for. I think right now, even the way that you do the music videos are really cool and, and they're, they're concise. They, they go together really well. So how, how old were you um, when you knew you wanted to be an artist, like a music artist? Uh, for me, my, my parents were musicians. I had my first guitar when I was like, five or six so I've, I've literally been doing this since day one drums were my first instrument and neil pert was my biggest influence right. got me into music then i found out about stevie ray vaughn and got my first guitar and then as you can see now i spent a whole 
many paychecks on this Michael Kelly Les Paul. <laughs> yes. I had to, man. I had to. And I support Michael Kelly. He, he, his guitars aren't expensive, but God, they're so, the quality is so great. It looks beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. How old were you when um, you met Mike? Tell me about you meeting Mike from Wayside. We met, we met at ICB. Yeah, we actually didn't know each other before ICB, which is funny because we lived that. like 20 minutes from each other our entire lives. He went to Green End and Springfield, and I went to Tecumseh and New Carlisle. So okay. um, we met in college, and the first day we met, we were just like best friends instantly. We're like, we got to make music now. <laughs> like, Gosh. So, and I, we did. I love that, man. That's, that's when the magic happens, when those moments happen. And you can't find that all the time. It doesn't happen a lot in your life. So that's, oh, no. that's sweet. No. No. That's real sweet. Um, when did you guys decide to form Wayside? It was after graduating, and um, you had your own music as well first, correct? Yeah, yeah, I was kind of, like, loosely chasing it. Like, I was kind of living through all my friends and stuff that were chasing it and helping them with mixing and shooting videos, like Bubby and uh, J.Wright and yeah. just all, all my friends that do music and Mike, of course. And, like, I don't know, I, I just... The more I get older, the more I think I'm becoming a producer and engineer who also makes solo albums and wayside albums on the side. So that's how I've looked at myself as know. well. I started making my own music just to be, you know have a, like an example of what I can do, and then yeah. you know it kind of grew on from there. But um, J. Dot Wright, right? Rephrase Studio. Yeah, I've worked at Cybertechnics, Rephrase, and. Um, I did some work at ICB. Uh, some of these recordings students were involved with, which I think is really cool. But my first album was done in an apartment in Orlando while I was still in college working on my music business bachelor's degree. Um, and I was like in an apartment by myself. I would go home from school and work and I wouldn't be doing partying or anything like that that other people would do. I, I knew that I was spending a lot of money in college and I needed to have an example of, of how good that I am at, at being a producer. Um but J. Dot Wright, you mentioned, and uh, he has a video that came out, Dark Side. Yeah, yeah. Were you involved with that at all? Shot the and edited the entire thing and mixed and mastered the song. Um, Josh, ha J. Dot Wright has quite a few songs in his vault of him singing over guitar song. Like, he's very good, and there's a lot of stuff that he just hasn't released yet or doesn't feel it's the right time or I'm, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> hey, I'm impressed. Specifically, there's one specifically that is unbelievably good that I don't even want to give it away right now. No, but, no, no. But yeah, he's, he's yeah, a great no. artist. Um, was that his, was that your guitar on that? Uh, yeah, that was the Michael Kelly. I thought it was, man. I thought it was. Sweet. Yeah. I had we, to mention We bought that. a green screen from, um, from Amazon. It was honestly, it was only like 40 something dollars and, it's twenty. It's uh, ten feet long and twenty feet wide. That's perfect. So, yeah, you can't you can't beat it. You can't beat it. Amazon is amazing. It's the modern Walmart, isn't it? it you know. I know. Dang. Got him. Um, so you both, you and Mike, have your own solo music. You guys are also doing Wayside. Wayside's got a new yep. album coming out here. When is that album going to release? Uh, we release our album every year on Thanksgiving. So. Oh, like okay. the day of Thanksgiving, yeah. We uh, I don't know. We, we just the, we did it the first time, and we're like, why don't we just keep this tradition going? I'm like, all right, man. And we do so much stuff throughout throughout the year that I think a year is a good a good time frame. We could knock out a whole bunch more stuff, but 
I think if we really dial in and, and we're, we're, we're trying to make music, like you said, I've heard you say it before, we're trying to make music that's timeless. Right. Like we, we want this album to still sound cool in like 50 years. That's why I don't talk about Snapchat and songs or talk about things or like apps or anything that I think is going to fall through the cracks over time because, I, I mean, I may if it's kind of like a joking line or something like that. But in general, I, I would rather the music just be great for years to come. You know? And you guys have released two albums so far? Yeah, we've released two albums and one mixtape. And what are those, uh, what are those titles? Refresh my uh, mind. The first, first album was Breaking Through. Right. Second album is The Arrival. Mm-hmm. And then little mixtape that we kind of silently released um, was ETP Volume 1, which is Enjoy the Process, is what it stands for. Okay. And you can... It's not with the, we, didn't make, we didn't do anything with the, um, too much with in-depth mixing or mastering. and I didn't do a lot of mid-side mas- during mastering. Like I kind of was loose with it because it's a mixtape. I wanted it to sound like that, you know? Yeah, no, that's cool. And you can hear all that on um, YouTube, right? And SoundCloud, yeah. And SoundCloud. Are you released in, on iTunes or Amazon or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. Every streaming service. And that's that's another thing I was going to talk to you about once, um, about um, an app called Amuse, where you can release all your music free, 100% royalties come back to you. It releases you on all streaming services entirely free. Um, but that's one of the best best free tools out there for all artists. Um, as it compared to like TuneCore and CD Baby, so music yeah, is what you recommend. Exactly the same. All right, well, hey, artists, uh, pay attention and, and look for that. That's that's good advice. Um, name some of the artists that you've done music videos for. We've talked about J. Dot Wright, Wayside, Mike. Anybody else? Uh, yeah, there's quite a few. Um, a lot in Dayton, really. Um, Young Chris, who now goes by uh, Chris Cobain, mm-hmm. he's super dope. Um, who else? Shawnee Swerve, which is he's on. Uh, I actually have a session pulled up that I was I was going to show you, kind of like my vocal mix run through a little bit. Um, who else? Uh, there's so many, man. I'm on the spot right now. Uh, hey, show me, show me that, um, show me that uh, mix if you can. Okay. Yeah. Let me see. So I mix and master everything that I do in FL Studio, which a lot of people wouldn't agree with. I've had my fair share of Pro Tools time. I've put in all my time. And trust me, the new FL Studio, I tuning, everything is just so in your face and so easy. Here, I'll show you. So how do you flip the camera around? <laughs> I don't think I can do it anyway. So that works. Go. Here's a session. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, this is this is a song. Uh, you can't break me. We just released it. Um, it's just a mixtape song, and uh, we just released it on SoundCloud for now. And it'll be on probably going to be on my uh, upcoming solo album. Nice. But um, this is cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll play the uh, I'll play the hook back just for a second, and then um, I'll t- I'll tell you what's going on in here. 
Let's go. Sometimes I hear with them down shit. And fake smiles on some clown shit. I sense that shit when I'm around me. You only move up with them downgrade. Why is this shit been so crazy? They never seem to amaze me. I see you play like it's tasty. I say solid, you get ready. Oh, oh, oh. I see you play like it's tasty. Okay. All right. So what I have going on here is basically just on the hook. We got um, a main vocal. We have a dub under it and then like a few ad libs and then a, a harmony part. So basically I have everything going to its own, um, to its own track. Everything's color coded. You can, uh, you can adjust your um, stereo separation and phasing and panning on every single track, just like in real life. Just like this board, but the digital version. Right. This is the reason why I like stu FL Studio so much, because at the bottom of every track, you can actually just sidechain to any other track or do sins right away. Just no problem. That's awesome. So, so um, basically, I just have everything going to a bus and doing some mid-side volume changing. Um, first thing I always do to vocals is subtractive EQ which I learned from Justin Coles. Uh, so the triple D, Manny, Manny triple D from Waves is the best for this. D-Box and D-Harsh knob are golden. Um, the Renaissance pack from Waves is the best. R, you get R-Comp, R-E-Q, R-D-S-er, um, R-Vox, which is a, a limiter slash compressor. Um, I, I use Waves myself, and th these are all really good. So I don't want to get too nerdy with it, but... Um, in general, what I'm doing is basically subtractive as soon as I go into the chain. So I'll track with vocal writer or maybe like a, a soft tube, tube tech compressor and uh, maybe auto tune. And then once it hits the actual vocal bus, it's all subtractive first, like DSing and deboxing right. and punching and just leveling everything out evenly. And then slight compression. Um, and then EQ and boost. And then this is where you got to be super, super careful. Two to three dB changes during the entire mixing process. If you're doing any more than two to three dB changes and not gain staging between each stage, you're doing, doing it wrong. And why? <laughs> why? Explain to me, explain to everybody why that's, that could be an issue. Because I agree with you. Okay, so as soon as you record your vocals and they go into the computer... Never, ever peak above negative 6 dB. Ever, ever. In any program, under any circumstances, do not. And then, every single step that you make in the vocal chain and in that process, gain stage with just a regular gain knob or a gain plug-in, or even the output knob on the plug-in that you're working with, it gains stage right back to under negative 6 dB. Yeah. If, as soon as you open your session, if you make all your the entire instrumental under 6 dB, and then you do that to every other track, everything else is going to be an even slate by the end. Right. And then once you do get into mastering and do your limiting, everything will be nice and even throughout. And what does Vocal Writer do? So Vocal Writer is basically um, automatic automation with no compression sound. So as opposed to just throwing a compressor on a vocal and assuming that it's going to level out the peaks, make them even and the low parts, make everything nice and even, this vocal writer does it with no compression at all. It's, so it's automatic automation. 
So yeah. you don't have to go in and draw your automation. Making so, sure that that level is, is like the same that, consistently, you're just only right? Going for the tone. It's making sure that that level is consistent, that volume, correct? Yep. Right. And so one of the other things I want to point out too is that you're saying is that if, if you raise EQ too much, I, what, I, I could be wrong, but what I think you're saying is that it's it's going to be too hard on the, the speakers. It could clash with other instruments and other vocals. And uh, therefore, when the final phase of mixing and mastering happens, you could have a spike in frequencies that may make this too, maybe sound too brittle, too high end. Yeah. This is a this this is a common mistake in the mixing and mastering world right here. This, this is a this is a key point. People think that during mixing, boosting high on EQs near AK and 10K, if you do that around an artist while they're in the room, they're gonna be like, ooh, 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 keep it, keep it. And you're like, no, this isn't that's not how this works. And then you gotta go through the process of explaining to them why it will not work. And the easiest way to tell people is during the mixing process. Everything is just evenly matched across the board. You're not trying to, if you've got a nice, warm, awesome analog track and you're just mixing to a two track stereo and you put your vocals on it, um, you can't, you're just matching your vocals based on what you're hearing in the music. If you put your vocals in, you're boosting high EQ and then the beat doesn't do that. Right. When it's sent to mastering and the mastering is done, it's entirely it's, ruined. Right. So your goal is to just match it perfectly and blend the vocals into the music and let it sit there in a nice even way and then master. Then, and then, then, boom, right. And, and then when you master, it, then you can raise some of those high frequencies and it boosts the music and the vocals at the same time. Yes. Yep. Yes. And all that clarity can be done at that point too. So... It's not always trying to get that crystal clear during mixing. So. You know your stuff, man. Um, you seem to have a lot of knowledge when it comes to equipment and promotional to, uh, tools. What do you think um, people could could know when it comes to like different promotional? Besides, you've mentioned this already a little bit, but is there any promotional tools that you recommend that you found helpful? Um, now. I have all the information in the world for everything besides marketing. I'm the worst marketing guy, and I'll be the first to admit that. Oh, no, actually, all artists have that problem, I think. I think, yeah, I think so, too. I think, honestly, man, this is what I've came down to lately. This this right here is golden information as well. If you're, um, are you hip to Patreon? Uh, it sounds familiar, but I have to tell you, I'm not, no, no. So the Patreon app allows you to... Like I could start a Patreon right now and get people to follow me and they pay like a $3 or $5 a month and then they get exclusive access to all your new stuff. And it's kind of a new way for artists to get out there and find a following. And if you do any kind of marketing research, you'll find that the 1000 super fans idea is just one of the best ideas ever. Ryan Leslie is kind of who came up with that. And, genius. I, and I think that, that is a super important. I think a lot of people out here are trying to trying to find a loophole in the system. And I think I, I suffered from that for a while. I don't think it's really about that. I think it's more I think it's more just finding people who truly care about your music and then getting them to follow you. If you can get a thousand super fans to continuously just listen to your music, keep them keep your music streaming on their phone. You're going to be successful in the future. Yeah, it's going to it's going to travel. All we want as musicians is to be able to do this every day for a living. Even if we make the equivalent of a manager at a small store, like so, 
most musicians, that's what they want. They want to do this for a living. Yeah. And forty forty five thousand dollars a year, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Even thirty. Yep. You, I would take thirty thousand in a, in a heartbeat. You've talked about this before, and I want to ask you a question. Uh, this is a good topic that you and I can both relate to. Do you find that um, friends and family are not a part of your super fan base? Oh, thank you for saying that. Uh, friends and your family are not your fans. They are friends and family for a reason, and they will write to you. They are the ones you give your music to for free. People need to stop thinking that we're trying to sell to all of our friends and family. That's where, that's where Facebook kind of like gets gets off on the wrong <clears throat> Like people, I don't know. It's not the right it's just platform. You're badly right. on Facebook when you try to promote your music on there. I feel like, and it needs to be more personable. Yep, you're absolutely right. Um, I, I saw one, but somebody commented not too long ago saying, "Look, don't expect to um, create fans from Facebook. It's just it's not going to happen." And I, I've seen that time and time again. I really, really have. So, yeah. uh, any artists out there listening to this? Uh, check out Patreon. I think he's onto something there. And I think that even number one music would be another one that I would recommend. I get people messaging me that listen to it. The thing with number one music is cool is that the listeners that are part of that website, in order for them to listen to more music, they have to respond and give messages to people. Um, and, and it's, it's, there's like a point, it's a point based system, which is really, really sweet. Yeah. Um, so we'll I'll have to check that. One. I actually, I'm not really hip to that one. Yeah, check that one out. Um, here, here's a good question for you. Um, what are some things that you think you could improve on? It's marketing first. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll tell you right now. Um, submissions are the big thing with Wayside. Like us right now, we we're not really good with. Pub, like publishing and, and doing radio pitch. There's a lot of companies out there. Like there's websites like submit hub. I'm just recently finding out that submit hub is like, it's almost the reason that people are like blowing up on the internet overnight because it's a submission service. It just like Sonic bids. So you can submit your music to like, um, what it like playlist push and like Spotify playlist and, um, demo submissions to um, like record labels, usually not like universal. They're like smaller record labels, but it's still something that everybody can look into. A lot of people are looking down on record labels now because you can do so much independently. Right. And I, I'll tell you, I don't think that that is a great way to think at all. I feel like Wayside specifically is great for a label. We, we can bring every single thing to the table photography, videography, mixing and mastering, producing. There's nothing that we can't bring to the table except for marketing. And I think that's what a record label looks for. And I, th- I kind of think that about your music too. You have everything. You're, you're right there. There's, there's nothing that you need besides the marketing right. and the backing. And there's no outlet for artists like that right now. No. There's, there's, this, there's this weird world in the middle of independent and being signed that – a lot of us just can't figure out, especially in Dayton, Ohio. This is this isn't the greatest place to promote music. We all know that. Yeah, and it, you're you're hitting on something there where it sounds like we need record labels in Dayton that are serious. Where it, not only just a record label, but like a management company slash record label is is what's needed. Uh, uh, you're you're making me want to get into that. You're making me want to get into that. Like right now, there's a lot of town out there, and I'm I'm familiar with a lot of it, including your own. 
while we're on that topic, I, I want to tell people to to not seek management. The the you you don't have enough emails right now that you need a manager. Right. Like that's what I that's what people don't understand. What do what are they going to manage? Yeah. Nothing. Right. So right now you need a talent agent. Yes. You need to be in contact with A&Rs and you need a talent agent. Right. And I think that's where Wayside is heading right now. I don't think we have the, the right outlets, but we are ready for it. There's a website. I'm just, it, Go ahead. Information. People, it, <laughs> right. It's like secret. Well, yeah. And, uh, there's a website. Taxi.com is another um, service you can use. It's $300. For the year, but it's something that you could submit your music to, where record label owners and um, you know key players in the industry are listening to it. They're um, they're judging it, they're rating it, and then you get those ratings back. Those like surveys is what they are, and it's not it's, it's, it's I did not know that. I'm, yeah, I knew about the website, but I thought it was for like selling guitar loops and selling like sound loops. I didn't know it was for that. I'm gonna have to look into that ASAP. They have certain listings for submissions that companies are looking for for commercials, for TV shows, for movies, for websites, and you have to be able to fit that. But what they do is they take the five or ten that they like. They submit it to the company, and then the company decides which one they want. And if they choose yours, they're sending you a contract in the mail for a fee to, to, to have the licensing for that song. And sometimes the full licensing to that song, and that would be, you know, of course, dependent on you. But, you know, yeah. just to get your song sold, you know, for thousands of dollars yeah. is, is sometimes the step that you need that you didn't have. So look, in, look into that, too. Yeah, I'm going to look into that ASAP. I did not know that. Taxi.com. Taxi.com. Right. Also, um, you know, do you have any other ones that you'd recommend right now besides Patreon? Um, let me see what I got. Um, not specifically for, for that, but um, I do have two other tools that are kind of around, are along the same lines. And, um, like MailChimp. Are you familiar with that? No. So MailChimp is just a website that allows you to do um, like mass email um, sending and receiving and uh, marketing. So I think they allow you up to like 12,000 free emails a day. So it's just like unbelievable. But it goes right along with those, right along the lines of um, the 1,000 super fans idea. Okay. So you, you could like add people to your mailing list. And right. if you've got the 1,000 people following you on Patreon and you're sending them through the mailing list, like, that's super, super helpful. And then um, the, the last thing was um, Hootsuite, uh, which is that right now they offer a free plan. You have to Google it because they don't really advertise it a lot. But if you type in Hootsuite free plan, they allow you up to three social medias and you just link them and then you just make your post and it'll automatically go to all three social medias. You can schedule. A lot of us, like we don't, me and Mike and Wayside, like we, we don't really have a whole lot of time to be on social media all day long. We, we try to post, but um, Hootsuite allows you to schedule posts. So if you can sit down for a whole day and come up with a nice marketing plan, use some of your photos from the past or videos just to make a few posts, shout out a few friends and posts. Imagine if you made two posts per day at optimum social media times for a whole month. You know how you, you would only have to sit at your computer for an hour or two to set it up, and then the entire month you just sit back and wait, yeah, and just let it happen. So I think that's something that's a tool that a lot of people don't use that they should. Absolutely, all those were really, really great, Josh. Thank you, man. So I got a Thank couple, a couple more questions for you before we wrap up. 
Um, what right. equipment would you like to have in the future for your studio you don't currently have right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. The dream, like dream wish. Yeah. 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 Now you're talking my language. Uh, so I, there's, I love my microphone. Let's get that out of the way. It's not going anywhere. But <laughs> I want that Sony uh, C100, which is similar to the Sony C800G, which is $20,000, one of the greatest ever. You already know. Oh, yeah. The C100 is about a grand, and it's like right along the same lines. And it's from what I hear and the sound samples that I've heard, is, it's unbelievable. So either that or the Aventone CV12, <laughs> which Mike really used to have. I wish we still had it. Um, that C100 uh, is a, con- that C100's a thought- condenser microphone, right? The what? The C100, that's a condenser microphone? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, large diaphragm condenser. Yep, yep. I thought so. And when you're working with vocals, it's really kind of what you want to stick with. But like we said before, that SM57, you know, people sleep on dynamic microphones, but sometimes they, they will work really well, especially for background vocals yep. and screaming. If anybody does the rock screaming music, like you have to have an SM57 for that. So. Yeah. Just because of the pressure. No, I agree. Yeah. I was always amazed when I first went to ICB how great that microphone was. It seemed like it like covered my vocal in glass or something. It was just really smooth and creamy and clear. So I'll never forget yeah. that. Do you have a studio uh, name? Is your do you, do you have a name for your studio? Yeah, uh, Euphoria. Euphoria. Okay. Um, just Euphoria Music Studios, okay. basically. Yeah, I, I figured that's what it was. I just wanted to make sure because we hadn't we hadn't talked yeah. about that. I want I want to make sure I plug you correctly. And then, what are your prices right now? Do you, can you release some of your prices? Yeah, yeah. Right, right now it's um, forty dollars an hour, um, which I mix and master on the fly. So you're paying for me to engineer and mix and master during the whole process, and uh, I'm not using presets. So, <laughs> so I'm doing everything by hand, and usually I'm doing it as the artist is recording. Um, so, and also I'm, uh, offering just mixing for $30 per song and then mastering for $10 a song. That's cool. And it seems low, but the reason is, is because of the area that we're in Yep. and I got, I got to be able to match, you know, rephrase studio and the high end studios and we're not exactly that here, obviously. Right. But, um, but we like to have, I don't know, we have a good time. There's good vibes here with the lights and the... <laughs> And the quality that we get out of this place is amazing. Yeah, you'll, it's be, amazing. you'll be seeing me in there in the future for sure. Well, yeah, I can't wait, man. I'm trying to work on a project with you. I've been trying to do that. I've I got one coming. To do that. Seriously, Volume, seriously, will that. Volume 6 is coming, so you'll be able to appreciate that. It's it's really, really sweet. Uh-huh. Yeah. I didn't know that, man. I'm glad to hear that. Yep. So uh, did, your, did your wife do the cover for that art? Did she do the graphics? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. This, this next she's one's gonna so be. Good. She is. Oh, she's so good. I want to get. I want to get an album cover done by her eventually. You will not be displeased. Let me just tell you that you won't. Um, oh, I think I've seen from her is awesome so far. What is she? Uh, what tools does she use to like for to do that? She does uh, pastel, and you know the biggest thing it's gonna blow your mind is colored pencil. You can get some really solid color pencils and, um, you know, of course, there's like highlights that she uses with marker, like fine point marker. But um, I'm getting her, trying to get her into painting more. So that's like her next, Yeah. that's her next step. So, so does she digitally scan it and do anything in the computer or is she all hands-on? All hands-on. 
we we do sc- we do scan it though. The scanning is important because in case there's like a fire or something, we need to make sure that we have backups of her originals. Um, yeah, so that's yeah. that's super important. I just talked to her about that today, actually. Um, that's like so in our world, analog is just gotta have it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? uh, yeah, yeah. Do you do your own artwork, right? Yeah. You you do. What's that? You do your own artwork. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, all the wayside covers and everything. Yeah, we do it ourselves. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Well, hey man, it's been really good talking to you. Yeah, you too, man. Thanks for calling. No problem. Your advice has been a huge, huge inspiration to me. I'm going to be taking your advice, and and, uh, I know everybody else will too, man. So we'll do this again. I'm going to get Mike on for an interview as well. I'm I'm in the process of messaging him and waiting to hear back. uh, And then eventually maybe try to get both of you guys together. Yeah, yeah, date. Yeah, we can do that. That'd be cool. Date music showcase uh, number three is going to happen, so I would like for you guys to be able to be a part of it. I know that you will be, right? Definitely, yep, 100%. And you said it's going to be um, digital this time, right? Right, yeah. Just because cool. of the whole COVID 19 thing, man. I, I, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Well, hey, man, cool. good talking to you, and have, have a good rest of your week. All right, brother, you too. Peace. See you. Later.